Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Down the Biscay. Yay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also Spotify on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. You get all of our other content. You can find more content at FiveReasonsSports.com, plenty on the Panthers as they go to try to win the Stanley Cup, trying to make this a two-championship town this year, or two separate towns about 40 miles apart from each other. Check that out at FiveReasonsSports.com. We do not have a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes prize picks. Use the code 5FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. They've got a free Jokic square on there right now. It's half a point. All he's got to do is score one point in the first game, and that's an automatic box that you get. Go to Prize Picks, go to the Google Play Store, Apple App Store, or prizepicks.com, but make sure you use the code 5 FIVE or you won't get the initial deposit match. And now, today's episode. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan episode off for Greg, Brady, Alex, all still celebrating. Brady and I will be at the arena for game three and four in Miami. I'll be with Mateo Mayorga in denver for the first two games of that series i gotta get what's the name of that thing now george ball arena is that what that thing's called now it's ball it is called ball arena ball arena it's better than casaya center anyway uh so we'll be out there for games one and two so the voice that you heard it's george sedano you can follow him at sedano of course uh, a lot of you used to listen to him on 790 the ticket and other outlets in south florida now you can hear him on espn he's one of the miami representatives at the network i'm going to go through a few topics with you here quickly okay and i just want to get your thoughts on them as we go forward the first thing is this do you think that the miami heat with what they've done have finally earned respect this particular version of the miami heat oh yeah i mean look there's always going to be people who are going to say stuff to just say stuff as you know as well as anyone uh there have been a lot of carnival barkers in uh in in media forever, regardless of whether it's sports or not, right? Like there's always going to be those people that are going to be so stubborn in their takes that are not going to give them credit, but those are outliers at this stage. I think that 99.9% of media for the most part, uh, NBA media, right? For the most part is pretty rational. And when this team upset Milwaukee, beat New York, and then upset Boston, it's kind of hard not to give them their due at this point. They're literally doing this stuff with guys dropping like flies, right? Hero was out. Oladipo was out. They have no, they don't have any kind of depth, at least from what we recognize. Now we can discuss whether that's actually uh, been a positive or a negative, Um, you know, but nonetheless, it's the fact that Jimmy said it best. 
they have guys that can step up regardless of their role. Like they feel confident that the next man up, as cliche as it sounds, is capable of doing the job at a high level. So I think that most people now see that, uh, although we joke today on Around the Horn that the word undrafted will become a banned word on the show. I'm glad to hear that. And and I, that was the next thing I want to get to you on, because I've made the argument that that has become pejorative and, and not intentionally. I don't think it's intentional. I don't think that the people using it mean to be demeaning. Right. I think I think it started as a sort of a compliment to the heat organization and quote unquote heat culture, which as I define heat culture, it's their understanding of their own organization. OK, it's they know what a certain guy that they look at and they see a, a Caleb Martin and they see a skill set and they say, OK, we get that skill set and that attitude here and we can bring out the rest. There's one of the top heat executives said to me yesterday, he said, I was talking about Caleb. OK, and the fact that he's made a say he says he could have gone somewhere else, but he knew that this was a platform where he could grow. And, and I feel like that is the real definition of heat culture. It's identifying with Duncan Robinson that there is a skill set. Now, we can talk about whether you're overpay these guys ultimately and whether or not you'd be better off letting them walk. And that's a conversation for an offseason episode. OK, but what they are able to do is identify Okay, Duncan Robinson has this skill. And now we're looking a couple of years later and he's doing things like cutting and making plays in the lane that he never did before. And it took time. But that stuff has happened. Or Max Struess, there's a certain toughness there with him, right, that they thought that they could develop in addition to shooting. And Gabe, okay, was a scorer in college, right? But they saw some point guard skills that could be uh, molded. And so they have an understanding of their coaching staff, of their players, um, and, and of their environment. And that is, to me, heat culture. That's what it means. But I think what's happened is this idea, which, again, started as a compliment to them getting the most out of guys who were not expected to do much, has become this kind of slight, okay, where it's sort of like, well, these guys are really not that good. And, 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 I, and I feel like that's why Spo reacted to it. And, and I feel like, and you and I are going to talk about Spo a little bit here. I, I feel like that's that's why, uh, Spo looks at himself that way. Like Spo came out of the media room. He, I mean, excuse me, not the media room. I mean, Andy Ellisberg came out of the media room uh, or the PR room. He came out of the video room, right? And so he was undrafted. Like he was not, you know what I'm saying? Like he was the. I mean, he was plucked out of there, but he was somebody who had to be molded, who nobody would have looked at and said, Eric Spolster is going to fill this role. And right. I think that's why he found it demeaning and resented it. And and that's the same reason I I view it that way. Oh, I, I think he absolutely views it that way. I, I don't think most people are using it as a pejorative. I think that um, at least not. You know, again, it, it's not the majority of people, right? I think that the people who know basketball around and there's plenty of those, right? Like, I think it's the overwhelming majority. I think that sometimes we amplify some of the silliness. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that the majority of people, they see that man, and they know how hard it is um, to develop those guys. And there's a reason that there's only a couple of organizations that do a really good job of it. Right. Right. Miami's one, I would say Toronto is another yes. one. The Spurs used to be that, um, you know, I, I don't know if that's the case anymore. Um, but those two right above all make a lot of sense to me, even for um, all the grief that, you know, the, the teams here get where I'm at in LA, they have both done a nice job developing guys, right? Like the Clippers have Terrence Mann, who's a rotation player on any good team, right? Um, the Lakers previously, Alex Caruso, right? Was like a, Austin Reeves is another mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that that stuff now, I don't think has the same negative connotation it used to have. 
to your point, it used to feel like the overwhelming majority of people would use that as a negative, much like something that I'm close to the G League, right? Because I end up doing a lot mm -hmm. of G League games during the season. Mm -hmm. There used to be a huge negative connotation with what was then the D League, remember? Right. Like, right. It, it, and it wasn't until Gatorade took it over, they kind of remodeled the way they were going to brand the thing um, that it allowed guys to realize, oh, being down there isn't as bad, right? And those guys were labeled for a long time. I, you know, I work with Corey Alexander here mm -hmm. at ESPN Radio, and he's a guy who played in the NBA, right, with the mm -hmm. Spurs, whatnot, but had to go down to the D League at one point. And he talked about um, the difference, right, that when he was down there, it was absolutely a demotion. I think guys now around the league look at it as, particularly young guys, right, they look at it as, oh, I get a chance to actually play <laughs> and, mm -hmm. hone my, mm -hmm. and hone my skills. So just circling back to my point, I just think that there's more people around the sport that understand that um, than than the people that make that a negative connotation. Well, but again, but it's, it's different I'm not to understand. With I'm not okay, disagreeing with but right. I think that that's such a small thing to focus on. You know, but it's a small thing to focus on until it's beaten into your head. I I, I feel like it, is, and I I want to move off of it because I don't want to spend the whole time on the media here. I want to get to Spo and Riley and Butler and Hero. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But but I'm just because we you and I could do this conversation for three hours, honestly. Um, but but I, I, I think that, uh, I, you know, I, 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 I think I think that the way that I look at it is it, when one person I don't want to name specifics in the media, but I'm saying and people who know who this was, who was covering the series, keep saying it over and over and over and over. It's like they have nothing else to say. OK, it's just like like tell me, for instance, like with Gabe Vincent. Like instead of telling me he's undrafted over and over, tell me like how he got in this position, like how this guy who uh, again was was not was not a point guard was molded into a point guard by this organization. What the Heat saw in him that they liked, uh, you know what he did with Nigeria the, against the U.S. that kind of proved that he could play in this role. What he's learned from Kyle Lowry to just say undrafted, it's like you throw them all into the same bucket. It's like. Hale. Okay, the Jake Cole story is great. We've heard it three million times at this point. But like, like if I'm if I'm watching this team, I'm like, where the hell did this guy come from? Like seriously, like you couldn't separate him from his twin before. Okay, he was a scorer in college. The Hornets released him. Like the worst organization in the league right now, arguably. Right, released him. Just decided that. It, and but like you're watching him, he's like he's athletic. He has counters to everything. He's he's become a pretty good shooter. How did this happen? I just wish, I guess, that the media would stop being so lazy. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe it's not pejorative. Just stop being so lazy. Like, tell me why these things are happening. Uh, and I just don't feel like they're doing a particularly good job of it. Well, it's interesting you say that because a couple of weeks ago, I tweeted something. Um, I, somebody I followed, um, he Kenny Spence, who covered, mm -hmm. you know, on Twitter. Um, he was talking or going, with, going at it with somebody on Twitter about, that if Denver Miami played each other, the ratings would be bad. And I kind of quote tweeted that and said, long story short, I would basically just summarize it by saying that if that indeed is the matchup and they have, mm. uh, if the ratings are bad in air quotes, then I think that's a collective failure of us as an NBA media, right? Right. To not do the stories and dive in a little deeper, right? And give people the storylines. And I understand that comparing the NFL to the NBA is is not I is not apples to apples. Number one, it's a it's a sport that has seventeen games during the regular season, scarcity, all that. But the one thing that I think the NFL media does mm -hmm. better than the NBA media is storytelling. Right. During the season, I know 
about the best players on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I know the best players on the Baltimore Ravens and I know at least some depth to who they are and why they're good, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's a, our fault as a collective uh, NBA media, the individuals covering it, uh, et cetera, that we just need to do a better job of teaching. My guy, JJ Redick has said as much basically. And I, and I agree with him on that. I think that that's, that's something we could all do. We can hold ourselves accountable more to do better. You know what I mean? On that stuff. All right. I agree with you. All right. We're going to go rapid fire here on four topics. I already gave We've wasted. We've wasted 12 of the 15 minutes. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think people want to hear us talk about that, honestly. No, I agree. It, just, agree. Listen, it is, it is a big sore point with heat fans. It, it is. And, I get it. And, and maybe they're, you know, maybe they're overly sensitive and maybe I, I and my network have played a role in this because I think we've taken this kind of counter, you know, this we've talked about this, this sort You've of stoke the flames. Well, we do, it. but, but it, it's not like there's nothing even, to stoke, George. Even the stoker scolding. Right. Well, that, at least it's not like Shandell calls me Coach Sco. Uh, look, I, I don't look, I, I think there's something there. If there wasn't something there, people wouldn't have reacted to us the way that they have in South I Florida. Which we're in a time in our lives, not to get too existential, but like that we are the most tribal we've ever been. And sports was kind yes. of like the original place where that existed. And now it's just been magnified, you know? Right. Right. No, but it's true. But I mean, when you're dealing with, uh, you know, and, and again, the heat in some ways, this is different than last year. Last this year, oh, yeah. they didn't deserve to be talked about because they were the eighth seed and they were horrible to watch. And we talked about the whole year. Last year, they were the one seed. I felt like they were seriously uh, mistreated by the media in terms of the amount of attention that but they you got. You know, they love that stuff. So no, stop. but they do. Well, it's what it's what I asked Jimmy and Spo before they the playoffs that, started. That when they feel slighted, they love. I it. threw them the softballs before the playoffs started. I'm the one who did it. Spo and Jimmy and both. The, I don't give a bleep and. And and Jimmy, you saw the clips, okay? And and it's funny because someone close to Jimmy texted me and goes, "You knew what you were doing." I said, "Absolutely," but but that's that is. But they like that. They like that, and Dude. they are better. We talked about this. The Heat are better. It feeds, it feeds being doubted to being front runners. They're bad front runners. Yeah, they, they, they love. They, that's why when they when they went down in Game Six and they lost that way, and I was like, "Wow, that must feel like how the Spurs people felt." back after the Ray Allen shot and they still had another game to play on the road, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like, I'm going to go over to NBA TV and watch these press conferences. Cause I wanted to see the reaction. And after Spo and Jimmy were so defiant, I was like, Oh, they're going to win this next game. Like I, and then <laughs> Spo was even more defiant. I felt like at the shoot around that I saw the video I saw surfacing from there. Um, so I, I just felt like they were, they were they were going to be in a good in a good position, but they love all this stuff. To my yeah. point, people doubt them. People are already crowning the Celtics, yeah. and they love every ounce of that. It's what feeds them. No, absolutely. And it was funny. They were they, look, Struess and all of them were wearing the undrafted T-shirts earlier in the season, and then everybody was getting offended <laughs> by funny. it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too offended by it. Right, I'm surprised go. you didn't put it in your merch shop. I think it is actually. Well, something close to it is. We we have the you can hate us now shirts. We have the we have enough shirts. We have the there there are obstacles, but there are none shirts. We have yeah. Th- thank you for the the plug, by the way. Uh, we have a take us there shirts. We have all the shirts there, so you can buy them at fivereasonsports.com without a paywall. Listen, by the way, by the way, this t- this this conversation is clearly not going to be fifteen minutes. So you might as well let us take our time on crap and let's just do it. Well, like, I don't know because I got I I got I got Chick Fil A waiting yep. for my daughter. Oh, that's it is. I'm on, yeah. I'm, on a, I'm on a clock, which, by the way, you don't have to crawl behind me. Okay, you ready? Uh, let's 
No, we're going. That's fine. Okay. So anyway, I uh, want to tell you about a great sponsor, two great sponsors of the Fiverr. George hasn't seen you since you were a baby. Um, Hi there, Sasha. How are you? There, there you go. Um, daughters are the same age, actually. I uh, want to tell you about two great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That's Better Edge. Use code 5RSN. Use that code 5RSN. You get $20 to play. Unlike the others, this is not offshore. It's based in Minneapolis, of all places. How wholesome can that be? Uh, go to betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. You get $20 to play. The difference is you're playing against others. You're not playing against the book. That's what makes it legal. It's social betting. We've run tournaments there all during the NBA playoffs. We're continuing to do so. So use the code 5RSN, and you get $20 free to play right away. Also want to tell you about gamingparties.com. I know nobody has an off day right now because literally the Panthers and Heat are playing finals games every day of June. But when you do, it's great for a graduation party. Go to gamingparties.com. They'll bring the consoles. They'll bring the games. You choose them. You choose the venue. They do the VIP parties. They'll do everything for you. Again, it's just a great new concept based down here in Miami by, of course, Miami Heat fans. So go to gamingparties.com. That's gamingparties.com. And plan your customized gaming party today. All right, we are going to do... Uh, we are going to do this rapid fire here. So let's. Okay. Can I ask you one quick question before the rapid fire? Yes. Okay. I have stated on TV that I think this is the most satisfying heat run of all their runs to the finals. Yes. yes. Um, a, for the obvious reasons of the eight seed stuff, but B, this also feels like, because when this team was formed, you and I talked and I told you, they remind me of kind of the Zoe Timmy teams a little yes. bit. You know what I mean? Grit. Just kind of the, the way, right. The way that they're constructed. Um, obviously the more modern flair. So right. it feels like them getting to the finals again, and if they can win it for me would justify that, man, they really had, they not run into Michael really. And some crazy yeah. situations with the Knicks, that team could have absolutely won a championship. It would make me believe that more. Well, that team would have won a championship. This is a topic for another day. Uh, if I believe they could have won a championship in 2000, 2001, if Zoe doesn't get sick. I'll always That's believe true that. That's true, too. Right, he had finished third in the MVP vote. That, that was the best team that he put together during that time, as much as I loved PJ. That, the original that Brian Grant, Eddie yes. Jones, Zoe, Timmy team, right. Yeah. Exactly. And Mason, right. Yes, that that and Bruce Bowen, too. Like, that team to me, right, right. that team to me, but and, and again, what happened was, by the time Zoe came back, they went eight and five when he came back. Mace was unhappy. He didn't have the same role. May he rest in peace. Right. And they got rolled by Charlotte. And Pat talked about how embarrassed he was. We are going to do this rapid fire. You ready? <laughs> ready? Ready? Go. All right. If they win a championship, do you think Pat steps aside? And who replaces you know, him? I mean, you would know better than anyone. He told you if he got one more, he wouldn't even. Well, he told me that in 2015 at his office when he was pissed about LeBron. I think a lot of things have changed. You know, he hugs me now. He didn't used to do that. That was eight years ago. Uh, what 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 do you what do you think? You think you think he walks away? You know, it's funny. I think it would be a perfect ending, but yeah. I don't think I don't think that's him. I think he. I think he's one of these guys, and it's funny because I remember having this conversation with Bobby Bowden, not to get super morbid, but like I remember asking him, like, how much longer do you want to coach? And he's like, well, you know, the alternative isn't all that great, right? Mm -hmm. And while Rouse isn't. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coaching anymore, I still feel like, at worst, 
he's going to still have some sort of Jerry West role, like with the right. Clippers, you know, right now. So I don't think he completely goes away ever, right? And I've had these conversations with people who have previously worked at the organization and have left on good terms and also believe that that to be the case, that Pat will never, ever go away. Probably so. And that's going to lead to a question with Spo and his coaching staff at some point because they keep losing assistance. They're going to lose Chris Quinn at some point soon yeah. because Spo's not going anywhere, uh, not going to the front office uh, anytime soon, it doesn't appear, and he's going to be a coach for that long. Uh, all right, I, I have to address this. We're going to do this quickly. Your friend Dan Dokic, uh, this came, this this was circulating again on social media today, where he is holding tight to his take that you called him out on famously. You stood up for Heat fans, uh, where he basically said, "What Nate McMillan was a better coach than Eric Spolstra and so others." Just, you- real quick, 2019 summer league. Duncan yes. Robbins was playing in the game that we're calling. And we get into, he leads me into some conversation about coaches. And I said something like, and I believe the conversation was something about develop guys who can develop guys, right? Developmental coaches and who are head coaches. And I mentioned, yeah, Eric Spolster too. Like he always maximizes his guys. And he's like, oh, whatever. Like he basically, he said that I said, he's a top two or three coach. He said, there's no way he's, he's made not even a top 10 coach. He's just a guy. And it became like a first take episode at summer league, um, which Still to this day, pops up regularly, but Ariel Hawani posted it yes. today. I did his podcast uh, <laughs> on Showtime today, his Showtime podcast. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I saw Dan double down. Uh, you know what? I like Dan personally. Uh, I had fun working with him that summer league. He is a man. I'm not surprised at all, though, that he would stand by what he said, because he seems like a pretty stubborn dude. And I mean that in a nice way. Double down Dan Dockage. It's an idiot. There you go. That could be his, re- it could be that, like a, there, there, there you go. That's he quadruple D's. Uh, I'll, I'll just say <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a moronic take, George. It's just a moronic take because his argument. He had today, won two championships by then already. You know what right, I mean? But like, also he, he was, he, here's what he said. He said, he was pointing to the previous three years as evidence, like, because they didn't go very far. And he's like, thank Pat Riley. And I'm like, Pat Riley gave him Hassan Whiteside. Like, what are we talking about during that period of time? I mean, it's ridiculous. So, no, I'm sorry. That's just Dion Waiters. Yes. All right. Next one here. Uh, This will make you think a little bit. Jimmy Butler now ranks where in Miami Heat history? Now, this is an interesting question. I saw that Alf um posted this posted some semblance about this between him and lebron and people went nuts and it went like super viral um so Dwayne is still number one yeah okay i i don't think that Dwayne will ever be replaced number one at least not in my lifetime um but Dwayne is number one i think that if jimmy gets a championship in this scenario i think he can be potentially number two Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he, for me, I think you're splitting hairs between him and LeBron. LeBron still brought you two championships. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but I think that championships are not all weighted equally, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Spurs championship weighs a. I, I know the original one is the one to get your your, your the weight off your shoulders. As right. crazy as this sounds, you know, once they got to OKC, I didn't. I, I mean, I know they lost game one. I never felt like they were going to lose that series. Um, but the Spurs terrified you. They'd never lost, you know? So I feel like that one weighs more. So I believe this Jimmy one, if they pull this off, going through Milwaukee, going through the mm-hmm. Knicks, going through Boston, and then going through the two-time MVP, who at their house of horrors, where they haven't won since 2016 when Jokic and Murray were coming off the bench, mm-hmm. I think that one weighs a lot. So right. I, if he gets that one, I think I can, I can 
rationalize potentially making him number two in Heat franchise history as far as his importance. You already um, have him had his own? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, I have him ahead of Zoe. And and honestly, like right now it would be Dwayne, LeBron, Jimmy. Well, no, Dwayne LeBron, J- Dwayne LeBron, Shaq still, I think. I don't Can't, know. Listen, did I don't it, know. He doesn't listen, he doesn't come here. They never win a championship in that with that group. Okay. That so, no, that that is that is probably true. And maybe I'm just colored by the way that he left. I, I just it, it was just such a short tenure and you're right they probably never do win a championship but they didn't win it in the year he was great they won it the next year and i understand that avery Avery johnson um act like acted ridiculous uh and decided to double triple shack who deserved some of that but not really at that stage of his career wait wait wait. let's backtrack a little on that okay he he even with that strange series in dallas where he was being doubled and triple team he still averaged twenty and ten for that entire postseason. With he did. Those- he just averaged thirteen in the in the finals. Fine, uh, that, that's okay. But in the Chicago series, he was great. He was outscored that. by Antoine Walker in the finals, was he not? Uh, right in the finals, yes, yes. Uh, but he was good in the Detroit. He was very good mm-hmm. in the Detroit series. He was great clo- in the closeout game against Chicago. He was still. He doesn't come to Miami. None of this is possible. Okay, so you got to at least keep him there for now. Yeah, but but. But I'll go back further then. And again, you and I wrap it first. Jimmy, ne- never going to work. That's my top five. It, it's, it's, it's Chick-fil-A is going to close again by the time that – no, here's the thing. It's going to be Sunday. But I, I'll just – I think Zoe has to be higher because he was the pillar. He I changed the entire trajectory of the organization. If Pat doesn't get Zoe, Pat may not be there in five, no, six, he, seven he, years, he, right? Here's the thing. Pat was going to get somebody. Okay, and Zoe just happened to be. I'm not. It just happened to be. He was the number two overall pick of the draft, who averaged 23 points with Charlotte, who wasn't 25 years old yet. But my point is, winning has to factor into some of this. Okay, and that like when you're when you're you're doing these silly debates about where people rank, um, there's there's certain lines that you draw, right? Like that. This is the line of demarcation. So it's because Zoe didn't get past the Eastern Conference Finals. Correct. As the main guy. Right. Like or as one of the top two options. You know what I'm saying? So I he's still a top five player in a franchise that's had incredible amounts of talent on it. Like what? Listen to the names we're talking about. No, I I, I, um, hold on to be behind LeBron or Dwayne uh, LeBron um, and Shaq Mm. and, and eventually Jimmy like. That's not a small thing, you know what I'm no, saying? No, it's 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 not it. Chris, we haven't even mentioned Chris Bosch and Tim Hardaway yet, so I right. get it. I, I I understand the level, and then there are guys who had their best years somewhere else. But think of all the other Hall of Famers who've come through towards the tail end: Gary Payton, Ray yeah. Allen, now Kevin Love, uh, Kyle Lowry. Like th- there are there are going to be ultimately a dozen guys in the next couple of years. There's going to once Dwayne goes Ooh. in too that came through Miami and were still effective to some degree, not, not at their mm-hmm. highest level, like a Peyton and a love. They, they squeezed the last bit out of that. Right. Yes. 100%. Dude, Miami is since 2006, since that first championship where Shaq came and whatever, they've been the best team in the East, like over that span. And I would make a, an argument. To say, I think the Lakers have only made more finals than them in right. that stretch. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like it's them and the Lakers basically since well, since and the, and, 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 
the and Warriors Dwayne. had had the highest peak, and the Spurs had a very consistent run. But those would be the four organizations we were right. talking about. With been... the Celtics kind of jumping into it late now. Yeah, but they've been to this is their seventh finals appearance. So no, it's crazy. No, it, it's 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 completely insane. And I again I understand the argument for Shaq. I do. And I'm not holding on to petty grievances, which have nothing to do with Shaq, but the fact that I didn't like the trade. I'm not really holding on to those petty grievances, George. That's not why I'm saying it. I'm just saying none of this, like literally, like Glenn Rice was the best player or it's Steve Smith prior to Zoe coming in. And yes. although Glenn blossomed when he left and he had yes. some years here. Nobody was going to be a, the centerpiece of a franchise like Zoe was, and so no, I, I'm no. just Zoe hesitating to push Zoe to the side. Although Jimmy to the side. to this finals has kind of done it for me. It's five, like right. him being number five of that group. It's pretty damn good. You know, it, it's pretty damn good. All right, all right. So here we, we got two more. We're supposed to do rapid fire. You and I never do this. Tyler Hero, how would you handle this? In this series, you bring him off the bench if he's available, and you can. I would clearly give him small increments to see just how he does because I can't imagine throwing him into the finals in thin air. Uh, not that it seems like I guess they'll do it in game three, but at some point, he's gonna have to play in thin air, uh, is a great idea. So, I, I think off the bench for sure in small increments. Um, and I, I, you have to clearly put great defensive lineups around him, especially right now, you know, when he doesn't have his wind. So I, I think that I like it. Uh, he's had big games against them. And I think that they're most vulnerable at the rim. And I think that uh, the way the Heat win this series is by controlling the pace and getting to the free throw line. Uh, they want to play at completely mm. different paces. And the guys that can do that best are Jimmy and Tyler. Right. So I think that, that though, that's why having him for this series is a big, a big deal. Whose minutes does he take? Duncan? Or Max, because you're starting Max right now. Like I say, you're not taking Max out of the starting lineup. No, Most Max has got to start. Down. Um, I, I think that I, I think if Duncan is probably the first person, is my yeah. guess. Um, how can you now write though? I mean, how can you write? Great. Yeah, he's playing great. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think because the rotation is obviously the starting five plus. Um, who's coming off the bench first? Well, Kyle. I mean, it kind of depends. I mean, if the starting five are we saying it's Caleb against this team or is it Kevin? Because he went with Kevin uh, to start. Aaron Gordon, I'd probably have Caleb. Well, the way Caleb's playing. So if that's the case, you're back up five. You're back up five against Jokic. I'm kind of drip. Uh, I'm kind of they're back like, up down, five. Into they my they last don't question. even play. They're back up five. They go to Aaron Gordon mostly. No, I understand it, but Jokic is going to play 40 minutes. So if Bam gets in foul trouble, has any other? Who, who's who's playing behind Bam? Is it Love or Zeller or Highsmith? Oh, I I would probably put Love over Zeller um, if it were me. Um, unless you feel like Zeller is a better defensive player, but I I haven't seen enough to know the difference between the two at least in their short stints with the heat all right so if it's if it's love let's say it's love okay uh you have love you have lowry you have robinson right now right yeah. uh and so i guess hero becomes sort of an x factor there I, do you and i, I want to get to Jokic to close here but do, do you play more guys because of the altitude situation i mean you got sort of competing factors here because i think the final setup is great for jimmy it's great for Jimmy, like because yeah. he's got more time. It's there's more game days in between. It's not like the Eastern Conference Finals was every other day. You're gonna you got two, you got three breaks actually in this yeah. series that are significant. Um, so it really plays out for Jimmy. So in some ways, you can play your guys more minutes, but then playing them a lot of minutes in Denver's. I'm I've never seen the Heat win there. By the way, I think I've been in that building eleven times with the Heat. Mm -hmm. Never seen them win. Dwayne used to. It always fell on the second night of a back to back. At the yeah. end of a five-game road trip where they, they were get coming in at like from LA, 5 a.m. 
Yeah. Right. And and I would always see Dwayne the night before. And I'm like, you're not playing tomorrow. F no. Like we knew that. Like we knew Mike Miller. Like I, you always knew Mike or JJ was getting those minutes, right? Or Tony Douglas or somebody like that in Denver that left. Uh, so it's a real thing. Like it's a real thing. And and when they get up on you, like then it it, it becomes much harder to kind of grind things out when you're dealing. But, that, with but that's why you have to control the pace. Um, right. You have. You, you have to take advantage of the fact that they're not good at defending the rim. That's their weakness on defense. They have good perimeter defenders in KCP and, you know, even Jeff Green at this stage of his career, although I wouldn't put him second. If I was ranking their defensive guys on the perimeter, Gordon, uh, KCP, Bruce Brown, obviously those are kind of the top three guys. Um, and then, you know, Green, they'll throw Green at guys because of his length. Um, but they only go like seven deep. They play yeah. Christian Brown, the kid from Kansas who beat Miami in the final four. Or the Elite Eight, I'm sorry, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they don't got, play Reggie Jackson, right? They don't. They only played him with in foul trouble in game two in the Western right. Conference where both KCP and um, Michael Porter Jr. Um, went down with two quick fouls in that game. But, yeah, they they by the end of the Lakers series, they were only playing seven. Okay, fair. So that's why I think the Heat um, playing more guys – could end up being a good thing in the long run if the series extends, you know? All right. Final thing here. Uh, we appreciate our sponsors, gamingparties.com, prize pictures, code five, better edge, use code five RSN. Catch us on playback all week long. We appreciate George for doing this. Uh, real simple here. Is, is Nicole Jokic the best player in basketball right now? He certainly is offensively. And I don't mean to just characterize it that way, but I think that um, I would probably say yes, because his offense is historical. And his defense is now, I think, average. You know what I'm saying? Where a couple of years ago, it was not. I saw him do a nice job at times on Anthony Davis in that series. Now, look, he's not as fleet as foot of foot as you would want from a guy. The other, his content, like they are, like his contemporaries are, rather. Right. Uh, those guys are more fleet of foot, even Embiid, right? Uh, you know, et cetera. Even Davis, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did a nice job. And he wasn't, people thought, oh, you could just expose him in the pick and roll all day, blah, blah, blah. They tried and and he held his own. You know what I mean? Like he's not great at it. Um, but I do think that they 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 mix in the drop stuff with him. Um, and it just depends on what the offense is dictating, how they will adjust the drop and how high he'll be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is, I'll I'll put it to you this way. Malone told me that, and and I he might have said this publicly too, but I'm I'm just telling you on the stuff he's told me on the record, where he said that the only other player that he believes is equally as intelligent or in that range in that stratosphere. I don't want, don't, I don't want to miss quote him, but I'm paraphrasing where he said, basically the two smartest guys I've ever coached are LeBron and Nicola. It's not close. Um, And, you know, cause he was an assistant on LeBron's Cleveland Mm -hmm. teams time around and LeBron, even in that last game, I was there for that, that game four, and I was sitting right in front of him when he was asked about Joker and he didn't stop marveling at Joker. And he said, I know people want to focus on, uh, you know, ex- you know, athleticism or explosiveness or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, but the one thing I know he's got, he's like up here. He's yeah. like that up there. He's the best in the world right now. He's as locked in as anyone I've ever seen. And he's like, and I know because I, I can relate to him. Like I'm, yeah. he and I, I feel like are, are very much on the same wavelength seeing plays develop before they develop. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that's a long way around to say yes. And you have to kind of talk it through because it's not easy. It should be a nuanced conversation, but man, he's incredible for sure. Final thing. Um, and we're terrible at rapid fire. 
So I'll <laughs> ask you this. Have you, had to make, have you been asked? Because I'm not making a pick yet. I'm waiting till I get I out did. here. What'd I put it on around the horn today. I said heat and seven. Because I think I think that the um, I think they can control the pace in four mm-hmm. games. And to me, I just think that the short rotation will get to them. Um, mm-hmm. As much as people are making the thing about the altitude a thing. And it is a thing. Yeah. Having spent a week there uh, not too long ago um, and having been there a bunch of times, it's a real thing. But um, I do think that Miami can control the pace enough, especially if Tyler comes back. Getting to the free throw line is how you beat them. Um, you got to stop them in transition and you got to beat them at the free throw line. If you can do that, you've got a chance to be in that series. And I think Miami can do it. I think that they, they're going to need a few breaks perhaps, um, but it, it's going to be a much better series than I think people are giving it credit for, including Vegas, who has them as a minus 380 underdog. Uh, I saw that Denver's a minus 3D favorite, rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think it's a real series. And, you know, I, I think it goes seven. I think Miami can pull it out in the seventh game. I think by the time they get to a seventh game, they'll yeah. be more accustomed to the altitude. It'll be much less of an issue. And and their depth may be a factor there. I just cannot believe we're at the point where we're talking about, well, when Tyler – I didn't think we were going to see Tyler. Yeah. Until next year or maybe even in a heat uniform again. And here we – it's just crazy that they've gotten the well, season – back to Tyler hero where there's an opportunity for him to actually make an impact. And well, good. He deserves it. Cause he, no, was- he does. He, he look, he does. And, and I, I look, there's the one thing I didn't want for him is I don't want him to be blamed because right. he's being thrown into this. And, and look, we, we, you know, we know the Jameer Nelson history and Ray for Alston in 2000, you know, what was it? 2009, right. Or 2010 and Stan's regrets and all that. Uh, and and I I just didn't want him to be in that situation because it's unfair to him because it, it just is yeah. he's, he's he, you know this team played a different way without him there is a role for him I agree with you it's gonna have to be carefully managed but I'll tell this to Dan Dockage double down Dan Dockage to his face there's no better coach in the NBA to manage that situation than Eric Spolstra George we appreciate it thank you sir and you're gonna be beloved I think by Heat fans for that prediction by the way but you you don't even win this because Israel before the season. Picked a Heat Nuggets final, which I just... he did. I saw that. I retweeted it. But I also did. You know that Israel also picked the Celtics in six. I'm going to text Israel now. Have a good night, George. <laughs> See you. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.